Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, Fightful Faithful, and welcome to a special free preview Sands of Time epic triggered rant edition of Sour Graps. Uh, I am, as always, your host, uh, Alex Pulaski, and uh, especially today. Everything sucks. Um, so, I don't watch the Blood Money shows. I don't watch the Saudi Arabia crap for make benefit the glorious dictator Mohammed bin Salman. I don't watch that shit. So, I'm just playing with my daughter um, uh, and, you know, checking the Twitter feeds to see that uh, good old Brock squashed your boy ricochet in about 12 seconds don't know why i expected anything else um apparently the good brothers uh are the best tag team in the world if they're wrestling in saudi arabia but no but nowhere else lord knows um new day lost which i predicted um Bailey beat naomi using a trick with it with the baggy t-shirt which i thought was i didn't actually see the the spot but it sounds like a hoot. Like, what a great way to, like, kind of like, ha ha, you made us wrestle in these size quadruple XL t-shirts. Let's figure out a way to make that the finish. Um, but, yeah, all that, all that's all the stuff. Um, they, they snuck in another Angel Garza versus Humberto Carrillo match in there. Like, we didn't see that three days ago. And, like, we're not going to see it again in four days. So, ah, okay, you know, weird flex, but all right. But anyway, we get to the end of the stupid sands of time, and uh, and I just, I just, you know, I predicted it, guys, kids, folks. I told you so. This is the thing. Like, I've I've gotten to a point where. 
Like, I don't get me wrong. I'm still pissed. But I'm I'm certainly no longer surprised. I mean, at this point, I uh, I would be shocked if they started making good booking decisions. At least routinely. Occasionally, there's something like out of the blue where it's like, "Well, that's that's smart," and I didn't see it coming. That's really rare in WWE. Usually, like the obvious play is the right one. And then they'll like swerve us with something that makes no fucking sense. And then you're like, uh, but that's stupid because it creates all of these problems. Why would you do that to yourselves? And they're like, ha ha, but you didn't see it coming, did you? And I, I guess, you know, you got me. You got me, Vince. You got me. I mean, hey, you know, fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. Won't get fooled again. I'll never get fooled again. Not by Vince. No. Um, if you've been watching Fightful long enough, you know that the first... Um, we call it the night that wrestling died, but I went back and watched, rewatched it uh, recently in anticipation of this very event. Uh, and the, the, the first night that wrestling died was Survivor Series 2016 when Goldberg beat Brock Lesnar. Uh, and I, I rehashed all this on the, on the most recent, um, sour graps uh, from this past Saturday, uh, covering SmackDown and previewing this happy horse shit. Um, but so I won't go all into it, but, um, but I actually, we call it the night the wrestling died, but what I actually said is this may have ended wrestling. And while I was wrong um, uh, about that, technically uh, it, it, it was such a shocking short-sighted weird ass decision to have Goldberg come out of retirement after what? 12 years. and beat a guy who you had booked to be unbeatable forever in 90 seconds. Um, that was so out of the blue stupid um, that I thought it, I thought that, 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 that it, it would end wrestling. And while it didn't, it may have contributed to something else. I mean, that may have contributed to the fact that a guy who couldn't catch a cold uh, as far as, you know, wind up, you know, you couldn't get a break uh, and find his way on TV, um, gets released and then goes on to co-found a giant competitor to WWE. Um, perhaps that's not a thing, you know, perhaps that's not a thing. If we, if we, if we're making good decisions three years ago, maybe we don't lead to that where Vince has something to worry about on Wednesdays. At least we assume so they've already gotten like a, a a three season pickup. So they're going to be around for a while. Um, now do I think AEW is going to put WWE out of business? Nah. But they certainly didn't have to worry about that shit back then. 
So the first night that ended wrestling, the night that wrestling died one, was coincidentally all about Goldberg coming out of the blue, getting to be a special DLC character for WWE 2K17. By the way, maybe him doing that, maybe that was the, the beginning of the end for the 2K series. I mean, I'm being conspiratorial here, and it's fun, but perhaps that was it. That was the beginning of the end for 2K video games in WWE, is throwing Goldberg out there, making him a big DLC character, which made Vince go, hmm, I better do a tie-in. Let's have him beat Brock Lesnar for no fucking reason. Now, that wound up leading to what I honestly thought at the time was a great match between he and Lesnar, the rematch at Mania in 2017. But in order to get there, they decided, well, we can't just do Brock versus Goldberg in a grudge match, having them kick the crap out of each other for five minutes. Um, We can't just do that without a title on the line. So let's scrap all of our plans that we've been working on for months where it was obviously going to come down to a beautiful feud-ending blow-off match between Owens and Jericho, while Owens was still the would have been still the universal title holder, but they said, no, we got to have Goldberg squash him in six seconds at Fastlane, and so that Goldberg can have the title when he faces Brock, because otherwise it wouldn't make any sense to them. Um, and hey... Maybe if you don't go back on your word to Chris Jericho, who was told, he has said, that he was supposed to win the Universal title from Kevin Owens, therefore putting a perfect bow on that story that he was so instrumental in helping to create and getting over with all of his list of Jericho stuff. Maybe if you don't double-cross him, maybe he doesn't say, you know what, Vince? Sit on it and spin, dude. I'm going off to help burgeon a brand new company that's going to eat into your bottom line. Maybe if you don't make stupid, short-sighted, double-crossing, bullshit booking uh, decisions, maybe things don't come around to bite you in the ass. Perhaps. It's just a theory. I don't know. Long-time viewers of this program will know that when I'm really worked up, I like to uh, dig into a nice bottle of Sprecher Root Beer, the most perfect root beer on the market because it I feel like it calms me down a little bit otherwise you know I might have a heart attack on air so bottoms up oh that is so sweet Um, so let's talk specifically about this shit today And then we'll talk about the implications of it. The match was terrible. Terrible fucking match. You know who Goldberg is and was just in the past couple of weeks leading up to this thing? He is that kid you used to play with in the neighborhood. I don't know, you play war or cowboys and Indians or space battle or whatever. And he'd always say, he always say, I got you. I hit you with my laser. And like, no, no, you didn't get me because I, I got a force field. Well, then my laser um, can go through force fields. No, no, it can't. My, my, uh, my force field is, is totally laser proof. It's the newest thing from, I don't know, Laser Corp. 
And no matter what you did to that kid, he would always no sell it. He'd always be like, no, no, uh, this doesn't, doesn't work on me. The whole thing about the fiend is that he's fucking creepy and scary and intimidating and you don't want to face him because, you know, he can astrally project himself into your fucking house and put a doll of himself in your child's crib. Now, I don't know. I think I think Goldberg's son might be a little too old for a crib, but you never know. He's not. He's certainly not old enough yet to realize that you should wear a shirt in public. Remember that? Remember that, Bill? Remember your weird son took a shirt off for no fucking reason? That was weird. Anyway, um, <laughs> so the fact that 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 in his little thing on SmackDown before this match, where he's like, "The Fiend's standing right behind me, isn't he?" Okay, whatever. And he turns around. The Fiend is there. And then he doesn't care. Like he spears the fiend or something. Isn't that what he did? He spear the fiend. The fiend ran away or I don't know. I forget. Smackdown sucks so much. I kind of like block it out from my memory after I talk about it. But tonight coming down to the ring, he's doing the thing. The ring fiend does thing. He's got the damn, he's got the severed head lantern, man. He's a, he's a creepy dude. And he gets in the ring with him. I mean, Best part about this whole thing, no more red lighting. I feel like they've they've gotten away with that. We've gone away from that for a while now, and that's good. But holding up the stupid stupid head lantern because I said I call it stupid because apparently it doesn't intimidate anybody anymore. So now it's just you with a with a weird Halloween prop. Bray, this is the problem. It's never Bray's problem. I don't think it's ever Bray's fault. But every time they have him do ooky spooky stuff. Um, and then have the guy he's facing be like, nah, it has no effect on me. Well, then it has no effect on us either. We're not there. We're not in the ring with him. If you have his opponent be like, no, that's, I don't, that's unsettling. I don't like that at all. Then, um, we at home will go, Hey, yeah, maybe that is kind of creepy. But if you have the guy go, what a fucking joke. Eh." Basically Bill Goldberg to the fiend, his entire time has been like him doing this. Yeah, whatever, dude. Whatever, creepy dude. Like that's basically what <laughs> what Bill Goldberg's reaction to the fiend has been this whole time. So why why would we ever take the fiend seriously? Because this dude, who's like old enough to be a grandpa, is like whatever. You don't, you're not scary, and I don't take you seriously. Oh, well, then we should not take him seriously either. That's that's what that does. So they're in the ring together, and Bray Wyatt hasn't even taken off his jacket yet. Uh, and uh, they're standing right next to each other, right? Like literally next to each other, right here, face to face, nose to nose. Um, and then I guess the bell had rung, I didn't hear it ring, and Goldberg speared him. He just lowered his shoulder and took half a step. And Michael Cole lost his mind. Spear! 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 Like, he he, he walked into him. He took one step into him. That's not a spear. And then they were shocked. Bill Goldberg was nonplussed. 
How could the fiend kicked out of my devastating one-step half-speed spear? But he did. He did kick out of it, though. And then he hit the mandible claw. Put the mandible claw on him. And Goldberg like was like, "What are you? Why are you putting your fingers in my mouth? This is weird." And he like shoved him off, and then hit another spear, and then didn't even try to cover him. Got up, hit another spear, and then got up, hit another spear. And the first, the second spear, the first of the next batch of three, was from like two and a half steps away. Like, it wasn't fast. It wasn't devastating. He didn't get any momentum into it. He was like, one, two, spear. That's it. So, I mean, when they say, I hit him with four spears. That's what what it took to put down the feet. It took him four spears. Yeah, well, like, two and a half. The first one doesn't count at all. Second one was like the half one. And then the third and the fourth one were legitimate 53-year-old Goldberg Spears. As good as that old man can muster. Uh, and then, yeah, that he kicked out all the Spears. And they tried the Manable Claw again. And then the Goldberg shrugged out of that one. And then went in for the jackhammer. And he put his uh, thing up, his arm over the head, whatever. Uh, and he's sitting there and he's got, he's gripping onto the, to the belt and he's going to pull up and he's like, Oh Jesus. Fuck it. Let's, let's do this thing. Okay. One, two. All right. No, hold on one second. Hold on. Here we go. One, two, one, two. Here we go. On three. One, two, one, two. Nope. That's not going to happen either. Okay. Here we go. One, two, one, two. Here we go. One, two on three. Here we go. One, two. And ah, oh, that's more of a hip toss. That was, that was the least effective jackhammer I've ever seen. That was not it, man. I mean, I loved the jackhammer back in the day. 97, 98. When he did that shit to Reese, remember Reese from the flock? Like seven foot two and like a legit 350 big boy. But he got him up in that thing and just held it there for a while before he dropped it on him. That Bill Goldberg was the shit. That Bill Goldberg was 23 goddamn years ago. He's an old man now, and he can no longer wrestle. Period. End of story. And instead of saying, hey, let's have him come out and get a cheap pop, and he'll hit somebody with a spear... He'll do his little thing, uh, his little, his little, ah, and he spits and blah, 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 blah. Um, and that's it. And go home, and that's that'll that'll do it. Instead of that, they said, "Let's make this man our champion." So he hits the jackhammer, the shittiest fucking jackhammer ever. I guess the gets the gets the pinfall on the fiend. So what we are led to believe, if you look at the 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 course of all of the fiend's shit, 
by the transitive property, one spear is greater than, greater than sign, one spear greater than, I don't know, what was it like at last count? 75 curb stops? Um, no. No. I'm sorry, no. It doesn't work that way. It just doesn't. Um, it shouldn't. It can't. I say it shan't. Uh, it shan't work that way. It's a terrible thing to do. Because here's the deal. And now we're getting into the implications of everything. Before I get into the implications, the fiend stood up while Goldberg standing up on the on the on the on the ring post and po- po- posing there. You know, for a dude who uh, who thinks Matt Riddle's a joke, he stole his uh, Matt Riddle's tag partner's thing with a belt, where he's like carrying it in his teeth. Mm. Um, he's standing there on the ring post, and uh, and we can't see it because they don't want to show it to us. For I don't know. Over uh, Bill's shoulder when he's standing on the ring post, you can see a giant screen over his shoulder way up in the rafters. And on that screen is a, a far away shot that shows the entire ring. And the Bill Goldberg's there, and the Fiend is like standing up behind him. We never see the Fiend get up. We don't know when he did, but he's standing there the whole time during that shot. And then they finally pull back and show that whole shot. And then it's like Michael Cole's like, it's as though he materialized there. Oh, the fiend. Look at him. He's, he's, he's there. He's standing up. Oh, no. And then the lights go out, and he runs away. He seemed really angry at Bill for taking his title, I guess. But, um, yeah, that's, that, that, that's what they did. I'm supposed to hear from Bill. Uh, tomorrow on the Smackety Smackdown uh, from Boston. I guess the plane got out okay. Um, and we'll we'll find out what's next for Bill Goldberg. Well, they're gonna have a elimination chamber match in nine fucking days, and uh, and and that is going to determine uh, who's going to face Bill Goldberg. Gee, I wonder who's going to win that match. I wonder if it'll be Roman Reigns. Um, so Roman versus Goldberg is now the play for Mania. And there's the, 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 the overwhelming opinion seems to be uh, agreed upon by yours truly. That Roman would get a much better reaction from the Tampa crowd um, beating Goldberg for the Universal title at Mania in the main event than he would beating The Fiend. Certainly, depending on how the whole thing is booked. I mean, Goldberg can't wrestle longer than five minutes. So that'll be, you know, it'll just be a fun little sprint. But... I can only assume that whatever the hell they were going to do with uh, Bray versus Roman would not have been a sprint. 
it would have been a slog and people would have been kind of pissy about it. And Roman would have, you know, it had been, it had been like Roman, you know, selling everything super hard, but then kicking out of everything and the fiend, no selling everything. And it was, would have been no fun to watch. The rumor is we're going to get um, the fiend versus Cena at mania that John Cena is going to come back tomorrow and the fiend will attack him for some stupid reason. I don't know why he doesn't want the title back, whatever. Cena versus Fiend has a lot of interesting things to it because you could say that Bray's initial momentum in WWE was halted um, with by his 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 uh, feud with John Cena, Super Cena at the time. Maybe he's looking to get him back for that. I don't know, um, but it certainly would have had a lot more intrigue if Cena was going for his. Um, his record tying was is he is sixteen now? He's not at sixteen. He's at fifteen. I think he's gonna he's gonna tell you he would tie Flair or would he beat Flair? I forget. Anyway, he'd either tie the record or beat the record um, if he beats if he wins the championship. Uh, so yeah, it certainly would have been much more at stake if you had Cena versus the Fiend, um, with the Fiend still having the title. But the major actual implications of all of this are that WWE continues to think that it's smarter business to keep elderly gentlemen at the top when they show when they show up or whatever. Because Bill Goldberg, like, he can't... This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keep doing this. Like, he can't. He's already done. Like, he had one last final really good to great match. That sprint with Brock at Mania in 2017 was really, really great. Super entertaining. Five minutes. Done. But that was like you know, three years ago, and he's he's done now. He does he can't do the same things that he could back then. I mean, time really catches up to you as you get older, you know. Like I, I don't know what the hell happened. My knee hurts like a son of a bitch today. I don't know what the hell happened to it. I didn't trip on everything. I didn't like land doing a moonsault wrong. Uh, I I think I have uh the condition, uh, what is technically known by in medical journals as being a big old fat ass. So my knee hurts and I'm 13 years younger than Goldberg. Like I woke up this morning and my knee hurt. I don't know what the hell is going on with Goldberg, but uh, it's not great. Come on. He's 53 fucking years old. That's too old to be the top 
champion in your fucking company. He's already in the Hall of Fame. It's done. I know they brought Taker back so he could choke slam AJ Styles and win a piece of the aggro crag, that friggin' trophy thing, the two Wake Mountain trophy that like he wasn't even a part of the gauntlet match. But something happened to Mysterio, got jumped, and the guy who just he just shows up because he's the Undertaker and he can do whatever he wants, and he choke slams AJ and he wins the trophy, but he's got no fucking interest in the trophy. AJ Styles put AJ Styles needs a tape, needs to keep Undertaker's name out of his mouth. That's the deal. So we're gonna get the Undertaker to come back and wrestle AJ Styles at Mania, and that could be fun. But AJ Styles is like on the older side of things i don't know what i i don't know what they're planning for that match but it it, it shouldn't it shouldn't be a uh a, a long one but you do all this at the expense of younger stars and even the fact that like brock decides okay well where i got we, we have to have brock defend the title at sands of time before mania when he faces drew he's got to defend it once in between there hey i know let's give ricochet a title shot and somebody says oh so should we should i go talk to ricochet and figure out you know all of his strategy what what you know all the spots we want to do like is he a smaller guy and we know what we always talk about on on the air we talk about how brock has problems with smaller guys um we should figure out like how we're going to tell that story he's like oh no there's going to be no story He's going to get in zero offense. Yeah. But don't worry. He, he'll be fine. He's Ricochet. He's a superhero. Uh, all of his fantastic promo skills will get him over with the crowd again. You can't keep booking these people to be good enough to get to the title match, but then nowhere near good enough to go over the hill, to go over the hump and actually become champion. Because then we start to think they are bullshit and have no chance of winning anything. So we're not going to cheer for them. So they're not going to be over. So you're not going to want to put them in title pictures, Vincent. At some point, you got to pull the trigger on these younger guys because then they're not going to be younger guys anymore. I, I actually saw a lot of takes of like, Oh, isn't that just like WWE? They have Taker come in and 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 uh, and and bury some younger talent. AJ Styles being the younger talent, and I was like, younger than Undertaker for certain, but certainly not young. Young in WWE terms, I suppose, and again, certainly younger than than Undertaker. But that's what we all come down to that, that we think that AJ Styles is being buried by the Undertaker choke slamming him. Because we're so used to people literally having you're not going to have anybody to fill these roles in 20 years. In 20 years, who's going to be the Goldberg? Roman? Seth? I mean, Roman, I will give you. I don't know if I'll give you Seth. I don't know if I'll give you Seth. I don't know if Seth's going to be at the level, by the time he actually retires, we would consider him a legend and worthy of coming back 
and you know, uh, having one more title run when he's in his early fifties. I, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I mean, listen, I'm full of contradictions, people. I love the whole angle with with Edge coming back and everything at 46, but I don't feel like he's stealing any spots from younger guys to do it. Um, but Ricochet, man, I don't, I don't know. He like. The, 2014, 2015, he was my favorite wrestler in the world, and I was so excited to see that he got signed by WWE and he was going to go in NXT, which is where the really great wrestling happens. And he had some of the best friggin' matches in the world when he was there. That match between him and Adam Cole, so good. And they called him up, and I was like, here we go, Ricochet, let's do this. And so far, it's like, yes, he's spectacular, and, and, and yes, he can beat Carl Anderson and or Luke Gallows. And no, he's not going to get any offense in on Brock Lesnar. Are you insane? I mean, that's like the grand picture is there's no, nobody, nobody gets over from this. Like it's, it's all so short-sighted. And I mean, that's, that's the thing with, with somebody like Vince, who's like, you know, what do I care about the future? I'm going to be dead in five years, God willing. I'm, not, I'm sorry. That was, that was, God willing, he's no longer in charge of the company soon. But the idea that he doesn't care because he's not going to, it's not going to affect him. There's a, a, a very large contingent of people in this world who were like, nah, whatever. Screw my grandkids. Climate change might be real, but fuck it. Like shit like that. And that's like, oh, I'm sorry, am I getting political? Um, the idea of that is part of this. Vince doesn't give a shit. If the world burns after he's gone, he'll, he'll light the fire on the way out, dude. Like he doesn't fucking care. He'll douse the whole fucking house in gasoline, toss a match over his shoulder as he's walking out. Fucking care? He doesn't. As evidenced by the way that he books all of his younger talent. So, like, never quite get over to a point where, like, he, he just, he's so stuck in the past and in every way. I mean, that's, the grand scheme of things, like even years down the line, currently, everybody that the that the fiend beat and beat handily, beat easily, um, they all look like super fucking chumps now. Because apparently, all you have to do is be large and old, and decide that none of his spooky stuff works on you. And you too could beat the fiend using only two moves. And one of them being the shittiest, sloppiest version of that move ever. And let me tell you, the other move didn't look great either. But Daniel Bryan couldn't beat the fiend in two chances. Came close that second time-ish. Couldn't do it. Bill Goldberg's like, step aside, Junior. 
All you got to do is look him in the eye and punch the boy in the mouth. That's how you, we do it back in my day. And that's that's what we're doing. That's all we're that's all we're doing now. We're just, just saying we're saying that Finn, fuck you, Finn, you had no shot. Um uh, uh Seth, maybe if you had added a few extra dozen curb stomps, it would have been the equivalent of one shitty jackhammer. Um The Miz, well, the Miz is fine. He's teaming with Morrison, he's the tag champion now. But all this stuff, like the fiend will change you. Him being so spooky. All of that is well, it's all kind of bullshit. But in my opinion, not only does it bury quote unquote bury the fiend, but it certainly doesn't make the guys that the fiend defeated look decent at all. And let's talk about the fiend, man. It's the last thing I'm going to talk about. Now, a while ago, you can find it on, on Fightful's YouTube. That was the last time I did a, fr- a free preview thing of, of Sour Graps, which you can get twice weekly on FightfulSelect.com, our Patreon, where you can get also all Sean Ross Sap scoops, the Weekender podcast, and a whole bunch of other awesome things. Only starting at $5 a month, which is the tier that I'm on. And I do eight of these every month so each episode is like 62 cents each if the only thing you're getting from fightfulselect.com is my shit it's only 62 cents an episode that's the end of my plug i did a uh, um an episode that i did for free it's you can find it on the fightful youtube it's not behind a paywall where i talked about the fiend uh after the hell in a cell debacle prior just prior to him winning um the title from seth at the previous sands of time i I didn't know what they were going to do because they had the stupid thing where seth decided that he just decided to show up at the at the firefly funhouse which didn't even make any fucking sense because who was operating the puppets who's operating the puppets if it's not, if it's an actual thing that Bray brings with him every time he goes to a different arena and sets up in some back room somewhere, who's operating the puppets? Bo Dallas? Like, I don't know. Whatever. The best thing they could have ever done is kept the fiend far away from the title because here's what you do when you put a title on a guy like the fiend. He's unbeatable until you need to beat him. And then he's eminently beatable. The Fiend is a monster. He's a demon from another dimension who's possessed a professional wrestler, basically. That's ish. So him, him having a title, like, I don't understand why the Fiend even wants a title. What does it matter to him? Like, does he get a bump in his pay? What does the Fiend care? Like, like that, I don't know, whatever. So you could easily have some, like, Bray explain why the Fiend isn't going after the title because he doesn't really care about it. And that way you don't have to, you could have a, a whole separate program at the top with the, with, with the title and then have Bray, the Fiend, elsewhere. There's a whole lot of stuff you could do with all of that. But 
once you put the title on him, then we're all just waiting for the person, the guy to take it off of him, to beat him. And I think it became increasingly clear that was going to be Roman Reigns at Mania. Um, but then you got to then you figure out, okay, well, now the way he won the title was by no selling the finishing move of the previous champion over and over and over again. So now what do you got to do that's going to beat him? Nothing could possibly beat him. Except then they decide, oh, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. We're just going to have Bill Goldberg beat him with with a with a with a gold with it with a jackhammer that it looks so shitty it looks like a i don't know a modified power slam but like at half speed and and why why can that beat the demon monster when 75 curb stomps can't because we say so and you'll just take it you'll take it you'll you'll eat it fuck you why? Because fuck you. That's why. That's Vince's MO this whole time. It's always been. There was, think back, man. Listen, he made his debut. He showed up for the first time in the ring at SummerSlam. Like almost to the week, right? August, September, October, November, December, January, February. Like six to seven months, right? Half a year. That's how long this lasted. Now, I would argue that the way that they booked him to give him the title at the time they did in October was the beginning of the end for the fiend, but we've reached the end. You can't ever take him seriously again. Bill Goldberg showed you the only way to beat him is to just decide that he's, (laughs) you have no power over me. Just decide that the monster isn't real and you win. Isn't that like all kinds of like children's books are written in a simplistic way that like there's a monster under my bed. And and you've explained to the child, no, don't you understand? As soon as you understand that the monster isn't real, it can't hurt you anymore. And Bill Goldberg has apparently been reading children's books to his large shirtless son. And he understands. All you got to do is just understand the monster isn't real. And when the monster isn't real, then it's no, then what are you doing anymore? What? Like, John Cena will pretend to be scared of the fiend leaning into the thing for a while until he's not until he hulks up and does a few running shoulder blocks and beats the fiend at mania because John Cena is beating the fiend at mania. So the fiend was built up to this whole thing over months, makes an amazing debut at SummerSlam. The world is oyster. You can do whatever you want to with him. You can have him show up every six weeks and murder some legend who's a special guest host of Raw or whatever. And every time, like, every time the lights go out, 
it should feel like the Undertaker's dong. Yes, it should feel like it should feel like the Undertaker's dong. When the Undertaker's gong hits, everyone go, loses their mind, right? Because they know the Undertaker's there. That's the way it should feel when the when the fiend when the when the lights go like down like section then section to section and then you, the, the weird sound happens to to accompany uh, the lights going out. That's how it should have felt every time the fiend showed up, and it would have been like rare once a month, if that, and completely out of the blue to show up and destroy some poor guy. He should be putting dudes on the shelf. If a guy, if a guy has a legitimate injury and needs to go away for surgery, um, you always, always write it in so the fiend is the guy who surprises him backstage and attacks him, and that's why he's got to go away. Like Every single time you have a guy who needs to go away for a while to get scheduled surgery, the way you write him off is the fiend writes him off. That's how you keep this guy crazy and strong. And every time he shows up, it's 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 interesting. As opposed to let's make him the top guy in the company. Let's put him on the TV show every week, so his mystique's completely fucking gone. And and then eventually we have an old man show up who pretends to not be afraid of him, and he beats him with a stupid half-ass move. So the fiend, uh, if he is having a, a program with John Cena, will lose to John Cena, and then he'll be right back to what we were before with Bray. And I've heard there's a band there. Whoo, whoo! On a day like today, the um, just so you know, Bray Wyatt was never good and always sucked. Actually, crowd, man, they're having a red letter day. They're loving life today. They came out of the woodwork. And I don't, I mean, like the idea, like, well, you know, how many gimmicks has he had? I don't know, like three. How many gimmicks has he had? Like, they'll never get over, and, and he always loses. Ah, uh, yes. Bray Wyatt, famously in charge of the booking, that had him lose match after match after match and feud after feud after feud. The booking of that guy has been handled so poorly over the years. It's... Oh, it's just so sad. They find he finally found the perfect thing. This duality of the guy who's locked in his own mind as the Mister Rogers host, uh, and he's he's got this other side of his personality that he can bring out only when he needs it to literally murder people and take their souls. What a cool idea for a character that could have taken him years. He could have played that thing sparingly only when you needed him in really awesome big moments from then until he retired instead they fucked it up in six months i i I don't expect the fiend to be the fiend maybe bray wyatt somehow but not the fiend i don't expect the fiend to be a part of wrestlemania hollywood in 2021 i think he's done I think I'll have his match versus this versus Cena, and it, it, he'll lose. And they'll think, "Oh, well, let's just have him." I mean, let's have him feud with Shorty G. I, I, I honestly don't know what the fuck they're doing. It's it's really shitty. 
what they've done with this particular booking decision, but with everything leading up to it. Because honestly, like I said, I'm I I'm I mean I'm I'm pissed because it sucks, but I'm not really because I saw it coming. I think in a lot of ways we all saw it coming because we. Because WWE will only truly surprise us when they decide to do the right thing, the smart thing. That's why a month ago now, I did this amazing, you know, positive rant about the Orton and Edge segment where Orton attacked Edge and they've spent a whole month not really progressing the story. Those amazing moments are few and far between, man. We got to latch onto them and love them, and that's what keeps us around. That's what keeps me around, keeps me doing this show. Even though I know that it'll be a lot more of these in the future, my epic triggered rants, before we ever get back around to them doing the right fucking thing. I'll leave you with this. Man, there was a lot of bad, bad booking, a lot of bad treatment of really great talented uh people uh by the booking today um but old cedric alexander a personal favorite of mine uh tweeted out hey everybody just so you know i i had a i got a a 24 7 title match on main event today i wonder if i'll win Cedric Alexander, an incredibly, amazingly talented dude. Uh, remember how he had that one episode angle where he pretended to be a janitor and helped Roman Reigns? And it's just sad, man. Brilliantly talented people can't get put in the right positions to to help themselves because they're at the whim of a. a 73-year-old sadist with steroid dementia. Please, um, if you have not, subscribe to FightfulSelect.com where you will hear me rant uh, about Raw and SmackDown twice a week until the end of time. This has been Sour Graps. I have been your host, Alex Belowski. Thank you, Fightful Faithful. And I'm really sorry, but everything sucks. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.